Hello, just a quick note for the beginning of this show. I don't normally do this, but this episode was recorded a few weeks ago, and I just wanted to give a heads up on that because some of the things we talk about already happened, and it might not make as much sense. But it is interesting to see some of the predictions we made about upcoming shows and events. So, with no further ado, enjoy! Alright, so we are back in the suite. My name is Rich. Joining me here today, we have Indy. What's up, everybody? And we have good friend of the podcast, Mr. Ewan, a.k.a. Melanade. How's it going, my dude? Hello, hello. It's going all right. It's going all right. Um, back in the back in the saddle of music things, so doing good. Glad yeah. to hear it. Amazing, man. And back in the suite, too. Indeed, indeed. Good to be here. How's yeah, everything? It's been, been, a little, been a little bit since we've been here. <laughs> For That's sure. True. Yeah. Everybody needs a little break, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Life uh, life requires that every once in a while. Especially right so. now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, think back to the good old days of, uh, you know, quarantine and stimulus checks and uh, the, the normal. Well, not for you guys since I'm the only one in the U.S. here, but, yeah, you know, you know. But. Yeah, we all, it's, you know, we're all going through it. How is it in uh, Scotland? Well, I'm actually in England now. Oh, yeah, um, that's right, for school. I, right? I moved I moved my new job, so for, I got hired job. by a right. uh, <laughs> video game studio. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I moved to England. So it's, it's. Um, I think, I think Scotland handled it a little bit better. There's certainly less cases, but it's a much smaller country. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it's kind of dying down here now. Uh, as I said, I'm back in the office at work. So yeah, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. awesome, man. Well, glad to have you back on the show. We're going to talk about some new music you have in the works. Actually, a new album that might be coming out sooner yep, yep. than later. So let's talk about your um, just whole process with creating this album. You know, you had your last one very very well well done and well received by the community. Yeah, which was kind of insane to me to be honest but yeah. <laughs> well man you make some great music take it to the top people that's like people's favorite future funk song some, yeah that's the people. that's the big one um mm. that made pa- I, I don't know if you saw pad um top 100 uh, he had a, yeah he had a top yeah. 100 uh, kind of compilation video and that that made that which was, mm-hmm. which was pretty cool there you go um and i'm just wondering yeah. like your mindset from that record to this record you've changed as a person you maybe have you've learned more skills musically so what what are you bringing to the table with this one yeah so melanie obviously was relatively speaking quite successful and i was quite surprised at that um i think it was a good album as you said it was it was well received so i was kind of i wasn't under pressure per se but i kind of wanted to uh make another album that was hopefully as good um but i guess that was kind of difficult given that i i didn't at first realize how far melanade as an album had had spread because i i kind of heard stories of people hearing it that i didn't even know like for example um 
one of the collaborators, uh, also yo, she lives in a uh, great artist, by the way. Um, she goes by holiday kiss now, I think, but she lives mm. in Philly and she mm. goes to Philly college of arts and music or something similar. And apparently she was walking around, um, her uni with like a copy of the vinyl to like show it to people or whatever. And one of her professors was like, Oh yeah, I've listened to that. It's pretty good. <laughs> so I was kind of taken aback by how many people had heard the album, how far yeah. it spread. But, um, That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. But w- with the new one, I tried to, I tried to make something that was a bit different. Um, it's a it's a bit more chill, and I've tried different things with it. Like I don't know, use a bit more compression on this one. Mm. Generally, I tried to get a more classic future funk sound. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I wasn't a hundred percent happy with how the album turned out. Um, I don't think it's as good as Melanade, but. I don't know. I'll see how people receive it. Feedback hmm. is always the the key for, thing. For sure, for sure. Are you ever a hundred percent, you know, confident or or happy with an album when it comes out, or are you someone um, who kind of? anyone? I <laughs> you yeah, have to I mean, be insane, right? <laughs> I don't know. I yeah, mean, it, yeah. But Melanie's, as happy as you can be, I guess. Yeah, yeah. My, my previous one, I was fairly confident that it was it it, it was something I was proud of at least. Obviously, mm-hmm. I didn't expect to do. As as good as it did, um, I'm I'm fairly confident in this one, but I I, w- I will say I think I I just straight up think it's it's not as I did I didn't manage to um, execute my vision for this as well as as Melanade. Melanade for me is kind of still because um, Melanade was over a, a course of three years to make that. Um, oh wow, which is quite a long time. This one was I think it was about a year and a half. So this is more condensed. I think the singles that I put out, um, I was I, I like those the most, but the the rest yeah, I'm not not so confident in. But again, it's how it's how people receive it and mm-hmm. people like it. So it's not yeah. up to me whether whether people like it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, speaking of, let's let people know what you sound like. We've got those singles right here. Let's play one for everybody. We'll start with um, <clears throat> "Let You Know."
fuck that drop was insane <laughs> thank you very much yeah i oh let you know it was, was probably one of the one of the ones i was most pleased with yeah yeah i can tell oh. what you're saying it, it does sound like it's, it's obviously got that like future funk sound but it it does sound a little more mellow kind of it, it's a little more like laid back um so comforting retaining that sound it's called like mellow nade oh yeah. shit no. hashtag it <laughs> stamped it. it yeah the, the previous one was quite dance focused yeah, in terms yeah. Of the floor. you can tell that one that one's not uh yeah, it's it uses like kind va- of more of a hip-hop vapor funky yeah, yeah exactly yeah. but so it can soft. still achieve that it can still achieve that like dance you know feeling mm. to it but it's just a little more a little more comfortable i guess yeah, yeah. for sure less yeah. in your face that drop, I can picture people on the dance floor right now. Holy <laughs> shit! When people start spinning that, they probably already well, have. Well, I would play essential. Yeah, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Sad, sad times. Rip. Yeah, an R.I.P. Dupe shop. Yeah, that was that was very sad to hear. Mm-hmm. So, for those who don't know, Toronto had its very own cassette store. For it was like a sister store to Duplication.ca, which many of us are aware of. And they sold all Everyone kinds of Everyone probably cassettes. owns a tape from them. Yeah. That, yeah even if, even if you don't album. know, you probably have something from them in and your collection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's them and band CDs, mostly, I find. And that store is now closing. It's so sad. They had a Vaporwave section. I think Melanade, you had it's an album there, didn't you? Um, yeah, it was Dream Plaza was on sale That's at right. the shop for a yeah. while. <laughs> That's so. right. So, yeah, it's uh, quite unfortunate. Maybe they'll spin up another location in the future, but right now it just doesn't seem to make sense for them for whatever reason. So we salute them. Dupe Shop, you did some great work, inspired a lot of artists, and were a very important part of the community. I know, Garrett, you might be listening, so thank you so much for doing everything for us for all that time. All right. So, yeah, uh, that song, man, fucking... It's still in my head. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I want to also give a shout out to um, just while I can, I guess the the two people who um, really made this album happen, kind of behind the scenes, because obviously people never do this as like a. There's always people helping them. So um, my friend Cujo, um, who was on the last album, <laughs> and who's featured on one of the songs. Um, let me grab the album listing. Um, but he he helped me with probably at least four or five of the songs on here. So even though he's only featured in one, um, he, he had a big hand in the, in the album, just in terms of like, does this drum pattern sound good? Here's this mm. cool sample. Um, he's like my sample dealer for, yeah. <laughs> for a lot of things. That's awesome. No, um, it's, I'm sure it's he, nice to have really someone like that to bounce those ideas off of. Right. Yeah, for sure. Because um, we went to we went to uni pretty close to each other in in Scotland, so we were able to meet up and like talk about things, which is good. And Seabod, yeah. um, who oh, you'll sweet. probably know, yeah, um, he did the mm-hmm. he did the the final mix of the whole thing. So oh, wow. a lot of the tracks when I had finished, because I was using different compressions and, and mixing techniques and stuff, the the sound of the mix was quite up and down and all over the place but seaboard kind of went through and just made it all nice and consistent and and nicely packaged so that was wow. that was a big hand from him as what well. a guy seaboard number one vaporwave person in my eyes like best guy ever man so, so nice he has a new album just came out and 
I put out one of his albums recently too on Tiger Blood Tapes you can check out called uh, Fresh. We got Fresh and we got Splash. Fresh and Splash. <laughs> I like it. Does his have, a, does his have, a, his have an exclamation mark as well? I don't... Oh, does it? I oh, I don't think so. Fresh. I don't think so, but let me... Gotta check. have the exclamation point. <laughs> gotta, how, gotta do you know, how do you know to be excited about it if you don't have the exclamation exactly. point? Exactly. No exclamation point. What's up? Get it in there, bud. C-Bot. Messing with people's emotions. Yeah, the, um, the album's coming out on BizCaz um, kind of later. It'll either be late this month or I think it's early August. Um, awesome, awesome. So whichever is then. And I was, I was possibly thinking about vinyl, but seeing as I wasn't as confident in this album, I'll kind of, I'll wait to see the response yeah. of people. If people want that, then we can we can go for it. Mm-hmm. Great, man. Great. So uh, what exactly goes through your mind when you're like, hey, I'm going to make an album. It consists of all these songs. And each of those songs is its own like unit. And together, they're a cohesive package. So how do you create each of those units to go into the package? And like, what's the motivation to make them? Like, Where do you get your inspiration for the sound or... How do you know, okay, oh, I'm going to make a song on the album. It's going to sound like that. Yeah. Well, um, usually what I do in between albums, because I finished Melanade and then I took a bit of a break because yeah. um, we had the the vinyl release in early 2019. And then I was busy with uni graduation, like with my degree and finding a job. Uh, I was very pleased to actually find a job just before the pandemic. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I was extremely lucky. So I'm extremely thankful for that. Yeah. Dodged a bullet but there. I usually take a break and then kind of mess around and make some singles. So um, I think it was Let You Know and Yes You Do, which is the one that Cujo's on. Those were um, the first kind of two singles that to me sounded good. I have a lot of unreleased stuff that people don't see. <laughs> but uh, those are the two I really liked. Um, and I, at the time I was also listening to... Um, I got the vinyl of Splits EP off of Montem Records um, by uh, Tendencies and Supersex 420. Um, I was listening through that because it's one of my favorite Future Funk releases of all time. Mm-hmm. And just the kind of, it's got that heavy, oh, yeah. um, those heavy beats, not quite four in the floor. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I kind of wanted to go more towards the, classic future funk like heavy compression kind of loud sound so that that was that was let you know and um yes you do which are quite compressed compared to the older stuff yeah and then i kind of based the album on that and i Mm -hmm. construct songs around that okay and what about the song you did with uni beat featuring jade which is very cool very very yeah so that that's an extra like bonus track um again it's not four in the floor it's it's more chill um it's no samples in this it's fully original but yeah jade was i was searching for a vocalist for quite a long time funnily enough i actually had a different vocalist who i paid vocals for and then ended up not using them yeah um <laughs> so that was a kind of failed investment but i i, I wanted to get the right vocal sound. she was sure. she was really good um she's a friend of strawberry station and mr wax we had a obviously after uh, groove horizons in london we'd all met up various times as well mm-hmm. um to discuss stuff so she's a great vocalist and i i had made this kind of original track um it's got um 
Andrew, Future Funk Monthly on guitar as well. He's a great guy for guitar pieces. Oh, he's fantastic. Um, yeah, so I wanted to create something fully original that was... I'd done fully original stuff in the past, but it wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. Um, I put a lot of effort into this song, just making it sound good and sound the way I wanted. Uh, but then I I kind of needed to finish it off, and I, I didn't quite have the sound I wanted, so I got Unibeat on it, and he was a, he was a great help in you know, just punching up the drums yeah. and his reverb master is kind of legendary. So it is. <laughs> he bought a great, it's great cr- sound to that. It's crazy. It's like next level. It's like he's in a whole different realm as far as that goes. Yeah, for sure. I don't think um, he gets enough respect outside of the people that are aware of that. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, if you've not listened to Origins, anyone listening, listen to Origins. It's, that, um, that was on Business Casual too, right? Yeah, amazing, amazing future funk album. But mm-hmm. um, that was the song that took the most effort because there's, there's in that song there's six to eight months of work just in that one song. Wow! Um, wow! So that that's what all my effort went into, and I think it, I think it came out really well. That's that's the song I'm kind of most proud of out of the whole Melanie mm-hmm. discography. Almost. Well, um, let's let's it wasn't, play it wasn't too it. successful, but yeah, yeah. Let's let's give it a shot. And before I put it on here i just want to say jade is actually performing at our private suite presents waves event is she yeah (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. i don't know what exactly the performance is going to be but one of our writers um daniel deliriously daniel their friends i believe that was the um the connection there and yeah our um our event waves i don't think we've talked about it on this podcast very much If, if at all um it wasn't announced i think the last time we recorded so yeah july or august 8th and 9th on our twitch private suite and we got we got a lot of cool artists coming <laughs> let me tell you some can't really talk about some we can um maybe i'll <laughs> maybe we'll we'll tease a few here i'll pull up pull up the list we got jade we got mist we got groceries We've got Aloe Island Posse. What? That's going to be huge. Um, I'm very excited one, for that. One, one more. Let's, let's give him one more. One more. Okay. Photoshop. What? Again? Photoshop? That's <laughs> What are they going to do? Gage um, on Photoshop, I believe he produces and uh, releases other people's stuff. So there's a lot of material to pull from, I think. So very exciting. Yeah, check it out uh, on our website, waves, privatesuite.com. We're switching everything over to like private suite instead of private suite mag sort of. So got to watch my words on that. Yeah, we're not just a magazine. We have uh, yeah. a bunch of bunch of avenues in which we like to explore now. So mm-hmm. And more to come too. But yeah, and, um, and just to note that streaming uh, event is a uh, charity, charity event. Yeah. All of the proceeds from that event are going to go to uh, Afrotechtopia, which is a charity that, quote, uh, is building the community at the intersection of art, design, technology, activism, and blackness. So awesome. Really uh, small charity, but uh, they do a lot of really interesting work. So we're glad to, to be supporting them For sure. uh, with this event. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you hadn't seen on the Vaporwave subreddit, I made a post there. Holy shit, is it popping off, man? So I think people are really liking that poster. 
that Seth made. So shouts out to Seth for that incredible design. And uh, if that, <laughs> I think... it, that should be an indication of the quality of the show. The... Yeah, I think when he when he showed me that that poster when he was working on it, um, I'm like, man, like I want to go to like the retirement community that this is like an advertisement of, and like go chill on the boat there. And yeah, he's like <laughs> it's done. It's perfect. Like it's it's. <laughs> Exactly. It. That's it. That's all we need. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, right, let's play, play that song. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Ewan. Here we go. That's nah, right. Here it is. Time. Some type of way featuring Jade by Melanade and Unibeat. Sending me wherever 
What an incredible voice. She sounds like um, a Lauren Hill, I think. Yeah, she got a, a little bit, yeah. great voice, but yeah. Um, I wanted to mention also the the, the bass line there. That's uh, Unibeat on live bass. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. That's so cool. That, might be, that might be a first. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I haven't heard. Very nice. Thank you for those tracks, my friend. No worries. Looking forward to that album. And what a nice design. Um, the same artist that designed your original Melonade record worked on this one as well, correct? Uh, yeah, so Mocha Yume, um, he does great art. Um, he's on, he's around on Twitter and in some discords, but yeah, he's a, he's a great artist. And um, I wanted to keep the same style going from Melonade to the next album, um, but I, wa- I still wanted something different. So added some watermelon flowers and played with the, mm-hmm. played with the colors a bit. Yeah, the the artwork on this, um, you know, I can look at it and just instantly know that it it's one of your albums. Um, I I think that the first the first cover that you had just absolutely nailed the aesthetic, um, and just continuing it on with this one, it just it's perfect. It's it's really really great. Yeah, he does he does a good job of um, taking your very vague description of what you want and and <laughs> making exactly what's in your head. Yeah, so he yeah. does a, he does a great job of that. I love that. And it's you... not too complex either. It's mm-hmm. it's very yeah. um it, it's simple and it's not trying to do not trying to really do too much like like a lot of future funk covers. And that's not to say that those are bad by any means. Um, yeah, for sure. But you know, I really really appreciate the simple clean look of this while still giving that fun stimulating from it yeah yeah Yeah. exactly it's very cute i want to dive in there and just get comfortable and slurp up that juice (laughs) you could splash on in there i think we're gonna snip (laughs) that little quote that you just said and we'll just post that somewhere else (laughs) you could do it on the insta oh god yeah i see what you mean oh god (laughs) craig cut that yeah (laughs) cut So yeah, uh, end of July, early August. Keep your eyes peeled on Business Casual for that tape, and the and the digital album too, of course, if that's your thing. Yeah, there's um, I think there's the standard hundred tapes. Um, again, there may be a repress, but feel it out. And you were talking about that other track. And that's gonna be, um, we're gonna have to wait for the record to drop to hear that one, right? Um, which one was that one? Not some type of way or let you know uh, do you mean yes you do yes or... you do. yes i do yeah so that's, that's actually out on spotify oh, okay uh, already. You, can, you can go listen to that yeah okay, um, but gonna... i think there's there's about six or seven tracks which are exclusive to the uh mm-hmm. to the album okay great okay i got a slight tangent for you i saw you were featured on the future funk trial uh, round two competition Around, yeah round one did you make it yeah you didn't make it did you <laughs> yeah however that's because okay so this contest is pretty cool it's very I was cool out in round one however because i was against remember yeah. and remember is like the top seed to win the whole thing so. mm-hmm. that's the thing yeah. about it it's it's very cool and i like that it's being done i think i was talking to mr lonely about it and because some of those matchups are just like you know 
desired yeah. love I mean, story versus Pad Channington's <laughs> contrast. It's like one's an yeah. OG. Like, it's I was very I was very pleased to be on the 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 competition, even just you know as a whole, because that's if you if you look at the albums that are there, that's thirty two. That's probably thirty two of like the. It's not all of the best well known, but like that's most of the kind of recent, mostly recent, well known Future Funk albums. So to to even be up there among you know the likes of Ev and Moe Shop and Mare is mm-hmm. is a huge huge honor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see who gets to the third round. Who do we I have? think. Who do we got? I don't know. I think it's probably going to be just to go through my predictions at yeah. least from sitting at round two. Um. You'll probably see a million miles away, uh, yeah, for Matt sure. Ross, and then Moe Shop go through. Oh, parade, probably Vantage. Yeah. And I think who's going to win it? It's probably either going to be Remember by Ev uh, or Macross, probably a one miles of those two. Away. Yeah. What about Lonely Girl? Yeah, that's true. Well, the thing is. If, if you look pick. at who went out in round one, like childhood with baby love as well, that went out in round one. Mm-hmm. But that's so such a good good point, such a good album. So the the, the round bracket thing is is very unforgiving. Mm-hmm. But we, I commend Mr. Lonely for taking the time to do this because oh yeah, it's sure. a, it's impossible to make it perfect. You know, like yeah, yeah. There's too many variables did, to to. Did weigh. he say how he did the seating <laughs> this time, um, or? Did he just kind of put up the bracket? I think um, he did, but I forgot. <laughs> I'll have to look yeah. at my chat logs. It, it's hard to say. I think I agree with you. A million miles away is probably going to go deep. I would think the Tupper Wave, uh, Baby, I Miss You, is going to go pretty far. Yeah, I was t- I was it- featured on that. So, hey, there, there you go. go. There you go. There you go. Making it through, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to um, go for Lonely Girl. I hope that wins, but. Again, Strawberry Station versus Lonely Girl. It's like, ugh, Strawberry is my best bud. I gotta vote for that, but I didn't. So, yeah. I mean, I was just happy to get votes <laughs> against Remember because apparently it well, it wasn't even. Um, it was pretty close versus me and Remember apparently. So yeah, don't know. Crazy. Exciting things happening in the future funk scene. Um, another one we have is the Wave Pool event by Fiber. Yeah, that's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. July 17th. I hope. I'm still looking. Um, well, <laughs> My website's going slow. I can, I can grab it. It's July 17th and July 18th. Yeah. Yeah. Who's playing that show? Um, loads of amazing artists, honestly. What a lineup. Looking yeah. at it, got Moe Shop playing there. Yeah, St. Pepsi, Moe yeah. Shop, Android 52, Pad Channington, Super Sex 420, Mare. Uh, I mean, do, do I need to say more? Yeah. Ev.xd. Like, everyone. Yeah. That's uh, how, how we got Android and Moe Shop, I don't know, but mad respect to Fiber. I can't believe that that's happening. Well, I mean, if there's anyone that's, you know, respected enough in the community you know it's going to be fiber oh yeah he'll be able to get them i mean he's a, just a, a great guy in general so yeah and the uh, most like the most educated genius producer like he's 
as far as respect <laughs> yeah. goes. Yeah. I don't think it gets gets better than that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's mixed every single vinyl that's come out, for example. So. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just apart the the rest of the lineup in itself is is great. There's some huge names in there that I think a few months ago or a year ago I'd have been like, holy crap! Like you know, you got Vapor or you've got um, you know Pad performing Fiber. Obviously, he's doing his own show. But then like now, you know, Moe Shop. You know, that's one we haven't seen in other shows anywhere. Yeah. So it's cool to see some of these other other big names that yeah, man. you know I, I think really aren't as maybe involved in the community on like the day-to-day mm-hmm. level if that makes sense um coming in to do some of these shows yeah it's funny how all these live shows like there's always like my show our show like we just talked about you know there's people i didn't want to mention because they're they maybe haven't performed <laughs> yet and it's that's like the thing you have to get like the caveat if you want your show to be like massive like vapor space or pads block party um those people that haven't played yet that people will drop everything and come see because it's that big so it's like um and vapor memory his stream is going on right now while we speak the fifth anniversary stream crap loads of huge artists on there that hadn't played before as well um so so much streaming like so much going on yeah it's just kind of funny it's like we're not i don't want to say we're running out of these big names right but it's it's going to be different once we do run out um like that's we're still in the sort of spectacle of it all i think well you know we're we've proven to be a very adaptive community you know we've 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 adapted to these changing times and and what's you know you know what the status quo is so when it gets to that when it gets to that point then you know we'll keep innovating we'll keep doing something different yeah, so that's gonna be I'm very not, exciting not worried about it oh my god we have so much and right now we also have um 100 electronica's second vr 360 live stream uh what is it vaporwave utopia or uh that's not the name i'm i'm, I'm butchering it but the virtual utopia virtual utopia experience yeah i think that's the one um that's happening right now too huge artists and at the vapor memory telepath is fucking playing like we gotta end this podcast (laughs) soon so we can get in watch that (laughs) telepath show also tim six is playing he runs global pattern that's crazy and desert sand feels warm at night is playing and speaking of him we have a slush wave event coming up slush wave live stream featuring all the slush wave you could ever want and hope and dream for. So it's like, God damn it, man. What a great time to be a fan of Vaporwave. You know, imagine having left the scene in 2016, not knowing what's going on right now. (laughs) Just, ugh, amazing stuff, man. You know, I wonder if the next next iteration of the live show is going to be just much more specialized shows. That's where I think... You're going to have like... A mall soft show. You're gonna have like the slush wave show, the signal wave mm-hmm, show, mm-hmm. Uh, the church wave show, something like that. So, <laughs> depending, just vacation Bible school, just doing his own show so, for eight hours. Sometimes, I'm actually working <laughs> on another live show coming up uh, early September, late August. That's going to be focusing on mostly future funk and vapor funk. So I know we have wave pool, mm-hmm. but there will be another event focusing on just those two uh, types of sounds. But you're absolutely right. Like, what is the future of all these streams going to be? 
And I think George Clanton is right up there with um, raising the bar as he always does. Like, did you see the trailer for the Virtual Utopia Experience number two? It's in a mall. It's in a virtually <laughs> created mall. That's awesome. A, 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 like life-size scale mall with different department stores. You got Cat Corp playing at like the concession stand. It's fucking incredible. If you're not watching That's that, amazing. right? Um, well, if you didn't watch that, rather go back and watch it. <laughs> uh, I'm not watching it. I don't know if it's what it's like, but just from the trailer alone, it's like fucking how George going to work, man, learning how, how to do all that shit so fast. He's got the dual streams running too on YouTube and Twitch at the same time. Yeah. All right. Sorry for the mouthful, guys. Should I play that song now? We didn't play it yet. Oh, yes, you do. Good, yeah. We still yes, haven't played it. Yes, you should, Indy. Yes, you should. Fine, we'll get in post. Yeah. All, good. <laughs> All right, here is Yes, the You longest Do. longest intro ever. By Melanade from his upcoming record, Splash. Oh, 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 
funky yeah so that's one of the more dance focused tracks yeah um and kujo kujo did a good so so that song was originally his idea um he he did the he did the bare bones for that Mm -hmm. um but the sample (laughs) the sample is actually from um you know the burger king advert where the guy's like a snake i don't it's like it's a korean okay so people might have seen this but it's a korean burger king advert where um the whole advert thing is like eat like a snake because the burgers are so big you have to like distend oh, your jaw yeah <laughs> so it's this, it has this really weird funky backing track to the burger king advert but he sampled it and he like chopped it up really interestingly so i was mm-hmm. like oh, okay we'll, we'll make this into a into a final song yeah. i don't know why my songs have a habit of sampling weird stuff like <laughs> the hitler rap and burger king adverts but it, it, it works well i thought that one of the nice samples in there was like an r&b soul sample of the vocals um yeah so that the vocals are actually from the advert itself oh what oh <laughs> my god yeah it's really weird um but there's <laughs> on this album i focused That's on good for copyright i guess for avoiding yeah. copyright <laughs> for um for this album i focused on using uh more than one sample in a track so you for melanade it was kind of i would sample one song and then i would do all my original like drums and bass and synths around it mm-hmm. um with this album there's a lot more samples in each of the tracks so for for yes you do the the bongo loop you hear is from um a a, a disco track by first choice nice um called love thing i think um but yeah, so there, there's multiple sample layers going on um, at the same time in, in a lot of the tracks. Nice. So I hear you may be taking a bit of a hiatus from your project. Yep, hiatus, a um, bit of a break from music generally. I think mm-hmm. um, I was I was glad to get this album out. Basically, this album is like a a huge thank you to all. After after Melanade and everyone listened to it, I felt like I needed to do, you know, another thing to say thanks for all the, you know, listeners and everything else. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I really wanted to kind of, at least go finish the not finish the project because I will be returning. Melanade will return, <laughs> but um, yeah, I wanted to finish things off nicely. Um, Essential was also meant to be part of that with uh, the live performance. Unfortunately, that, that didn't pan out. Yeah. Um, but I, I will be focusing on, um, I'll still be doing live shows. Um, we're, we're planning another show in London, hopefully. And of course, Essential is not fully canceled. It's just postponed. So we'll see. Um, mm-hmm. But I want to focus on doing um, live shows. There may be singles and other things, but um, this will be the last album for me for at least a year, if not yeah. more. Um, I want to focus on... Um, some personal things and my new job obviously for sure um, i've also started a, a solo game dev project but um it, it's, it's mostly because um i put it takes a lot of creative energy to to make an album and i think i'm kind of spent for now 
Yeah, but I just need a break. No, <laughs> for sure. Making a game and an album at the same time sounds like a recipe for disaster. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I only started the the game dev project. Uh, I think it was about a week ago. Yeah, so okay. it's um, so I, I took cool. kind of a couple of weeks break. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I mean, it, if you're not able to put like the full creative force behind your projects that you want to, I mean, it's you're not. You know, you know, going back to what we were saying before, you're never going to be fully happy with, yeah, with the that's product. The thing. So yeah, I'd rather an artist take the time to do it and do it when they're ready than just keep putting out something that's half-baked or just kind of just putting yeah, something that's out just was, to put something out. Feels yeah, that's what I was afraid of more than anything. So Even just gonna... if people like it, you know, you can still say, you know, I should have put more work into that. Mm-hmm. And a lot yeah. of people do say that, and uh, there's still good music <laughs> out there. So... <laughs> You know, that's your process and and i respect <laughs> that you're you know have the wherewithal to, to realize that and and to stick to your schedule and and what you want to do and what you feel is right for your work yeah for sure i mean putting out stuff that i'm not proud of is kind of one thing i wanted to be wary of um mm-hmm. but it's mostly just because um i want to you know try something different and kind of reset on the on the the music yeah. stuff for now but melanade will return have have no fear i'll okay. be back at some point. awesome <laughs> and very excited for those live real life irl live shows yeah we did um of course last year we did groove horizons in london uh, <sighs> wish i, I could have organized been there, which um was it wasn't a, a huge kind of complete sold out smash hit success but it, it it was a it was a success from the point of you know, it was financially viable and mm-hmm. the show went ahead. <laughs> so more more than anything, that's that's yeah. kind of half the battle. And, so. al- also, and that happened right around the same time as Electronicon, right? Uh, yeah, I think it was about uh, a month after because it was in, I can't remember. It was September, it was in, wasn't it? it? It was quite, or it either happened a month before or a month after. I thought it was a month was before. July. Yeah, Maybe. Electronicon was before. August 30th. Um, um, yeah, it'll be a month before, before then. Okay. But yeah. it was it was a success in that it was the first moment to solidify the friendships between so many of you artists like Nuno and you yeah, and Ev and Chris. <clears throat> it was just so many amazing people Ev, yeah. finally meeting up. Kite, basically Kite the, came out. Oh yeah, he came out. Huge props to him because he flew at the time he was in like China or something. Japan, he fucking yeah. flew from China. Wow. <laughs> to, oh, he went to, to Japan come. after. Sorry, yeah, China. Yeah, so, which was insane. Um, and it was it was also good that people turned up because <laughs> we were we were kind of planning the show. Um, obviously, it didn't sell out, but we had a, a really good number of people there. And at the start, we were kind of like, "We're going to do the show. We have no clue if people are actually going to turn up." But yeah. we just had people turn just random people who didn't know about Future Funk. They were just turning up, just saying, "Hey, this looks like a cool club coming in, like yeah. dancing to." To Fish I, Funk, which is amazing. I remember so. working with Strawberry to be like, "Hey, we got to find someone in London that knows local places to hand out flyers, get people to come from London." <laughs> yeah, one that of the so one fun. of the funniest things. Um, I think you can see it on music uh, on Kite's music the hang up uh, video. Mm-hmm. Um, before the show, we didn't really have much in the way of like decorations and stuff to put in the, the yes. place. So you guys uh, him and Strawberry went to like B and Q and bought pot plants and there's a photo of them on the tube just carrying <laughs> yeah. like palm trees <laughs> yeah which is really cool but that's yeah it was best. so good to meet everyone and it was kind of the best of the uk and europe scene in mm-hmm. one place and it was it was so amazing sure. so hopefully we can do more of that yeah and hopefully i can come 
Uh, tr- let's try and find that picture too. I want to put that in the description so everybody can see. Yeah, that. I'll find it. It's on it's on Twitter somewhere. somewhere. And um, there's a good video as well of um, I kind of cropped it out of um, or well I I made a little highlight of Kite's video of when I played um, Fun Tonight and the whole place just lit mm. up completely. That was so fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as it usually does when someone yeah. plays that song at, at an event. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, what's your favorite cheese? That was a random question. Um, <laughs> honestly, I'm not a huge fan of cheese. I'll probably just say cheddar. Oh, kind of a mature over. I mean, cheddar's nice. good, but I mean, uh, I like mozzarella as well. Yeah, mozzarella's quite. You know, get some I, basil, get some I, tomato with them. I ate like a giant chunk of mozz before starting this show. You were like, "Yeah, give me some time to eat," and then it ended up being an hour after that we started the show anyway Uh, i'm I'm gonna eat two just a brick of moths funnily enough i don't actually like watermelon very much i know that's probably like a lot of people hear about this they're like oh so you must really love watermelon i'm like nah it's it's okay (laughs) melon's okay i'm not i feel like it seems like a good idea at the time when you go to buy it and then you're like oh i have this gigantic melon thing fruit that i'm i'm not gonna finish now, star fruit, that is fruit of the gods right there. Yeah. Star fruit. <laughs> that's a true fruit. Star fruit. That's, that's amazing. Dragon fruit's cool too, but it doesn't taste like anything. Dragon it's fruit doesn't thing. taste anything. Yeah. It looks, it looks so cool. And you're like, whoa, I bet this tastes crazy. And then it doesn't taste of anything. Yeah. It's a real life. You guys ever had, uh, have, ever had durian? No, Ugh. thank you. <laughs> I heard it can be good if handled properly. Yeah, there's tr- some yeah. like th- there's you can buy like durian like bars. They kind of like I don't I not like process it, but it's it's supposed to be good if it's prepared the right way. But I have no interest in going anywhere near that. <laughs> there's a I just saw a little documentary on durian. It's like Durian City, where everything is durian. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was by uh, Harold Balder. There's these two YouTuber guys I watch a lot, Bald and Bankrupt. And Harold Balder, mm. and they just travel the world. They're both bald European <laughs> guys or something. Uh, is it? Um, it's somewhere in Southeast Asia, right? Yeah, Thailand or something. Yeah. Remind me yeah. never to go there. <laughs> I've heard horror stories of uh, durian shipments on flights going wrong where... Oh, God. I, I don't know if one of them, like, broke open or something like that. Are they rot? And, like... Yeah, like the whole plane just ends up smelling like like durian. <laughs> I've even seen somewhere like some flights had disclaimers like no durian allowed yeah. on the plane because it's just it's it's so foul when you open it. Uh-huh. And you would know <clears throat> setting up those flights. Yeah. Yeah, watermelon's great, man. What are you talking about? Are you getting the one with all the black seeds in it? Um, yeah, usually get, well, the thing is in the UK, when you go to the supermarket or whatever, they have quote unquote giant in inverted commas, watermelons. And of course <laughs> in the, in the UK, since it's kind of cold and stuff compared to other countries, our watermelons are tiny. If you get one in America mm. or especially Africa, they are like huge. Yeah. Here, and, and flavorful, like, like three quid, jam-packed yeah. with flavor. In Canada yeah. is very good too. Like I, I grow them. I used to grow them, right? And uh, they're true fun. Growing them yourself <laughs> you is actually to, uh, the best. You won't yeah. get more flavor than that. 
You got to go to Japan and get one of the, the square the square ones. ones. Yeah. Cool. Oh yeah, I saw them when I was in Japan. They were cool. Yeah. They were cool. It seems like it would be harder to eat because you can't so get in the two eating. corners, right? But it, it's not so much for eating. I think it's for shipment. Like in oh, terms yeah, of actually just like transporting them, you can. Oops. It's more efficient to transport them if yeah. they're cubes as opposed to uh, as opposed to a sphere. So here's a fun fact: Did you know the pop can is designed? why it is because it has the most um, efficient ratio between uh, volume and space it has the the top is crooked a little bit has a little inner part and then the bottom has mm-hmm. the hole the concave hole and it's a circle um yeah there's a document there's a little documentary i saw on that as well it's very cool the guy that, in- that invented it um, talks about it. He tried all these different designs, like squares and um, all that, and, and it's also the, the strongest container too. A pop can, it's stronger than a square. So, like that shape has more volume than, like, like the tradi- relatively speaking, compared to the traditional or the original just flat cans that they made. I, I am talking about the can. I don't know the the tra- what the traditional can is that you're talking like about. Like the old if you ever see like an up. old soda can, it was just like a flat top, flat bottom. Um and you pop a top. I'm trying to look what it, oh what it looks like a juice can. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or a, a be- can of beans or something. Um <laughs> I think that would be a very bad thing if you if you mistakenly go for a can of beans instead of your 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 soda or something else. Yeah. Yeah, let me look it up. Pop can engineering video. I'll put that in the description so everybody can learn about it. It's gonna watch an episode of how it's made now. I clearly yeah, the ingenious design of the aluminum <laughs> beverage can. That's what the video is called by engineering guy. <clears throat> yeah. Huh. Cool stuff. Science. Knowledge is power. Oh, you know what I like more than this Lamborghini? Knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the best. Uh, All right. Well, thanks for letting us know about the mozzarella. It's a very critical question on this show as of late. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, cheese. Uh, cheese preferences and then cheese cheese snacks as well. Yeah. Cheese. Yeah. Do they have Cheez-Its and uh, goldfish in the UK? Uh, nah, we have things called, well, we have Ritz crackers, but they're not cheese flavored. We have, um, we have mini mini cheddars. We have have mini cheddars. Mm. Yeah. Which are, which are kind of the same thing, but nah, we don't have as much cheese flavored stuff as America. Mini cheddar sounds like a stuck up kind of like more (laughs) hoity-toity cheese it. Yeah. A more, I, I mean, I guess I don't a, know. a British, a British cheese. It that, that that sounds like the perfect name for a British cheese. It. Yeah. Well, usually, if you if you want like a cheese cracker thing, you buy cheese and you buy a cracker and then you put uh, the cheese on. That's cracker. not the American way. We we need our need our artificial cheese yeah. baked into the cracker. Yeah, because uh, I don't have time to slice cheese yeah, in exactly. the cracker, even though it tastes way better. Yeah, give yeah. me give me that poison. I don't want no nutrients. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm well, pretty sure eating a block of cheese is not like the best well, thing for you said, either. Cheese is technically <laughs> yeah. just mold, so it is. It is, you know. Oh man, didn't know that. Now I want some cheese. Thanks, Indy. No worries. I'm here for. I'm here from cheese mat. Cheese master, man. I got you. As long as you have cheese, I'll remind you to eat it. Okay, but you, you don't have any. It sounds like. 
I mean, not in front of me at the moment, <laughs> but I mean. I realized that after I said it. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you, there's cheats. I'm at my in-laws house made right now. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So, uh, Ewan, who in Future Funk lately has been inspirational to you in life, in music, whatever? Yeah. I mean, recently I've seen a lot of um, kind of newer artists come to the folds. Mm-hmm. Um kind of floating around on the discord and on the reddit so um i heard chance on i think he had a business casual release he's on topaze club again these are kind of smaller artists that people might not have heard of these um i think he's got um japanese letters after his name so i think he's called chance de la soul but i'm not sure if that's what the japanese says so but yeah he he makes like future funk that's also got um plunder phonics in it so he he layers a lot of different stuff on top of each other um and i also came into contact with azra who is a super new producer but he makes great stuff yeah those those are two newer artists in the scene who i think are going to do some great stuff um in terms of inspiration i'd say just you know the the usual people uh whom i ran to give me feedbacks people like binary stars and um there was a release from mecha pilot and lucky talisman nice. yeah that was dope. Um, their their album was super good um I, w- I would listen to them if you can so yeah j- just some some really it's, it's really good to see new some new artists making some some new stuff and it's it's it's, it's good quality stuff nice man absolutely holy shit <laughs> my okay. cat just what was fucking that? flipped out hey it's okay baby oh my god don't, it's okay all right she's okay um, I had a, I have my LED lights duct taped under my desk and I, just because that's the best way to do it, I guess. And I also have the power supply for it duct taped. So I guess the duct tape gave out after a year and fell on top of her while she was sleeping. Ah, <laughs> oh, scary. You, you guys can still hear me, right? Yes, yeah. we can hear you. Okay. I was, I was trying to think of other artists I was going to mention. But yeah, there's um Flash as well. Oh yeah, who is a uh, young artist from? Uh, well, I I met him in London before Groove Horizons. Um, but he makes he makes good stuff as well. Nice. Yeah, I'm trying Flash, to shout out, shouts out to Flash. <laughs> I haven't seen much from Flash lately, but uh, very young and talented person. I think I've brought them up on this show before, and they're actually um very nice when it comes to like offering advice and help, tutorials and shit on how to get things done for new producers oh i also want to shout out the other collabs that i had in the album oh yeah please Uh, Mm because i worked with on one track which is exclusive to the album which is um hang on i need to grab the i've been away from the the album list for a while so um there's a track called hear what they say um but i worked with that on uh sundere alley Um, oh nice that's awesome. So he was. I listened to "Welcome to the Alley" when back when I started Future Funk, and that was a a big inspiration for me. Yeah, um, "Super Lady" was such a such a good track um, as well. So he did a great job on that. There was um, the sample I used on that had a really annoying bunch of high frequencies, and I spent ages trying to get them out, and he he cleaned it all up and did that nicely. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, but again, collab other collabs on the album. Um, 
Mayor, I worked with. Nice. Uh, Mayor, Cujo, Sundre Ali. Um, and there's also a remix from Remlar. Remlar is another small artist that uh, people should listen to. He did a remix of, of one of the tracks on there. So, yeah. Nice. Hmm. Yeah, I've heard of Remlar. I don't, I don't know if I know their music, but <clears throat> that's exciting. Um, <clears throat> maybe I'll check them out when I hear the song. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's been around for a while, actually. Um, yeah. But yeah, he, he makes, it's more towards the franchise direction. That's um, probably it. Yeah. That's what he's from France. Sense. So yeah. yeah, he makes, he makes great stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's where I heard it. <clears throat> no, great, man. Thanks a lot. No worries. Um, I've got a couple songs we could dive into some new releases. Um, there's also actually, let's dive into this first. Good news. Uh, something else. Yeah. Good news is good news. Um, <laughs> so you guys know, remember back in the day, I don't know how it was in Scotland, but you would see these when you were a kid, you would see commercials for all the toys advertised to you. And they looked very cool, almost unrealistic. Like the commercial would make the toy seem like way better than it actually was when you got it. And you mean like micro machines and like there was like a super city and like there's all sorts of cool stuff going on and everything. And yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I, uh, there's this, there's, there's these uh, toys I've seen and you think back and nowadays we're like, you know, Oh, that was so shitty. And you kind of laugh about it. But think about how it is now, like just to compare like, you know, what what we think about when we have nostalgia for these toys and whatnot, Mm -hmm. like the toy can go across water and you can control it. But (laughs) when you use it, it just sinks in the water. Like it doesn't actually work. It's just a piece of shit. Right. Now, when toys and things like that are advertised, like we have the internet and we can, parents are more aware and we can sort of search what's going on with these toys and if they're actually faulty. So I just, I don't know. I think it, it having that being able to have been a thing for us growing up adds to our nostalgia a little bit, like how bad things were sort of, you know, <laughs> just something interesting. So you can look back about. on and know that this one toy, you know, just wasn't. I don't know. It just it just kind of sat there and did nothing. Mm-hmm. But it has that like funny hmm. nostalgia factor to it, sort of. Yeah. Um, we're then s- again, part of the nostalgia factor for some of that stuff is that it was so shitty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like, yeah, really... is, ooh, it's, it's just a Bay spinning plans. top, guys. It's not anything <laughs> yeah. super magical. It's just a spinny yeah. thing. <laughs> and the commercials make yeah. them seem so magical. And I just, I, I wonder if, that's if their ki- kids are getting those commercials now, like they seem so magical when there's, they see all this crazy CGI and movies all the time. Like it's, it might not be as special or something. And then we, you know, we're seeing all these live streaming shows and vaporwave music videos have been a thing forever and not even vaporwave where people take old retro VHS footage of commercials and whatnot and use that stuff. It really adds to the flavor, I think. And, um, I'm just, I'm glad that we were able to be cheesed and cheaped out on by those companies 
even though our parents wasted like so much money probably <laughs> yeah i mean i yeah i remember watching nickelodeon growing up and seeing all the commercials because you know every in every commercial break there was one or two toy commercials that were on there and obviously it makes sense because that was a network targeted towards kids so they were the ones who would be watching it and yeah every commercial looked like it was awesome and that it's the most awesome thing you could possibly be doing and if you didn't have this toy you're a loser because you're not you know sitting there spinning a baby beyblades top or something yeah. on there or, you know <laughs> or like a, you know like a board game i remember there was um uh, the game was called uh crossfire i think mm. and it was just I think you were just shooting little metal marbles at each other or something like that, or I, I, don't, I don't know. But like the whole, this whole song is like crossfire. Yeah. And there's like yes. all dramatic lighting yeah. and everything. And, and it's like really like, no, <laughs> this thing just makes a lot of noise. Cause you know, you're like, you're sitting That's in your basement with like example. fluorescent lights on it. And it, and it's just not as cool as, as anything that the commercial would ever make it look to be. Mm-hmm. So, um, but again, that's, that's part of, you know, that's, that is part of the experience yeah. of it, you know? It's like the lameness of it made it cool. Like, uh, I don't know. It's it's kind of hard, hard to explain what I'm trying to Look at like get. video game commercials from like the mid to late 90s. And I remember there was like a, a Game Boy Color commercial that was like, I think it took place in like a cathedral or something like that. And it was mm. like super dramatic and like color is going to bring it to life and everything there. And it's a Game Boy. I mean, Game Boys don't have, <laughs> yeah. you know, much graphic fidelity, but that's fine. That's, that, that is what it is. You know, other video game stuff was, you know, they made it look to be really cool and everything else like that. I mean, you know, the, the one video game experience I kind of like think of that, that, I think something's gonna be really cool, you know, walking into like the basement and just seeing like the console kind of like out in front of the TV with a bunch of cables and shit and everything all over the place, whatever. But you know, you're gonna have like an awesome time, even though it's not anything like it was advertised or anything like that. It's Mm -hmm. still fun. It's still, you know, cool. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I, I wonder what it's like to be a kid right now and be able to experience that stuff or not. So well, I guess for I guess for a lot of stuff, just to mention, um, obviously with playing games and stuff now, you can you can you can look up anything on the internet. But the main thing we had in school was um, Pokemon, and yeah. of course, mm-hmm. this is in the day when like if you wanted to play, if I wanted to play um, like a Pokemon battle against my friends or like trade with them, I had to bring the cable from my house. Mm-hmm. There ain't no Wi-Fi mm-hmm. or anything. Mm-hmm. You have to bring the physical cable and like connect them together, yeah. and it was always quite interesting because in in um, games like Pokemon and stuff, you couldn't just Google where to find specific Pokemon. You couldn't you couldn't just search this up on the internet. So it was always mm-hmm. exciting when someone says, "Oh, I come into school and oh, I found this cool thing in the, in this game." Because you just can't you can't just Google everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it loses but, the magic or something when you can yeah. Google it right away and you can find everything yeah. about it because there's no mystery. Like you mentioned, your Game Boy link cables when you connected your game boy to another person's game boy and you fought them in pokemon that was like magic like how the fuck did that oh, yeah, work for sure it was an experience because you had to consciously make a decision to go and battle someone or do something and like also that. not yank out the cable in the middle of the. <laughs> i remember i had so i had um i had pokemon blue when it came out and one of my neighbors had a game boy also and he got pokemon I don't know, red or blue, 
a few months after I had gotten it. And he was, you know, at that point I'd been playing for hours a day. So, you know, my Blastoise was level 100 and, and I think my whole bench was like level 100. Yeah. And he he was, after he got it, he's like, dude, I'm like really good at this. I'm like, I could totally crush you. And I'm like, I'm really good. So like <laughs> that, after school, oh, you must like, have he felt came so over, great. Yeah. he came over and he's like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to beat you. And like, yeah. we literally stood out of my front stoop for, I think four <laughs> minutes and I had the link cable and hooked up and he goes and we start. And in literally six moves, I just wiped him out because wow. he wasn't anywhere near there. But he was thinking, because I think he was playing, you know how like when you're, you know, you get, you can get high level, quote unquote, you know, early in that game and you start killing all the, you know, mm-hmm. really beating all of the trainers and everything, but you're still like level like 20. Yeah. You're so as you're good as the people like, around you too. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He was so that's, confident that's that he was so good is. at it. Um, but I just remember, but that, that's one of those things that like, you know, if, you know, technology had progressed a little bit further, it would have been simple to pull up my phone or whatever. And, you know, you battle right there. And this was like an event. He had to, he had to actually come to me with a link cable to go and just get utterly crushed, you know, schedule right it out of my house. I'm coming over on Tuesday yeah. after school. <laughs> yeah. There's just something, yeah. I don't know, so special about that to me, the way you looked at a toy or something like that based on the way it was advertised, um, whether it was good or not when you got it, there was just something different about it. I don't know. But again, I'm not a kid right now, so like I can't really tell. Anyway, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the reason I brought this cool conversation up, and maybe some of you listeners have some interesting stories um, of similar examples, and if you do, definitely hit us up on Twitter or leave us a voicemail so we can... Uh, explore and maybe dive a bit deeper anyway 90s magazine zillions warned children of advertisements they released three videos preaching the truth of commercials for toys food and video games pretty eye-opening for kids uh here's episode two so let me link that and we'll put that in the description as well if you want to uh really um understand how the companies sort of marketed this way and examples of the toys that were um were used um just as sort of a tangent to that original idea of how not understanding how everything works and having the internet adds a bit of magic to it yeah okay what is next oh hold on i think i might have played this yeah i think i played that on a different episode on the blue screen episode um Let's, let's play some new music. How about that? Let's go for it. Um, sort of new. A hero did a single with Whitewoods. They did that song, Beach Walk. Um, and I think it's on their upcoming, upcoming record, uh, Slow Summer. So let's check that song out. Give a hero a little time on the show. And actually, if you haven't heard our episode with a hero, I don't quite know what episode it is but just go to our website privatesweetmag.com and uh, search for that because that was a fantastic episode even if it wasn't I would still say go listen to it <laughs> alright here it is Quicksand by Hero and Whitewoods
very much hear the whitewood sound in that it was a cool uh cool track there Mm -hmm. i don't know when that album comes out but uh you can check out a hero's twitter i'm sure i'll have information on that there so one thing i really love doing when i have free time and i don't really have much of it um i do it sometimes actually when i'm researching for the film or an interview um and i found an amazing tweet from 2008 by vapor memory let me post it for you guys 2008 2018 okay <laughs> over like, a decade ago did vapor wave yeah. did, did vapor memory <laughs> like were they way ahead of the game 2018 okay that makes more sense yes it is so we were talking about all these live shows, right? It's all mm-hmm. about the live shows these days. So it's a mock-up of a Vaporwave Coachella uh, set list that he made as like a, oh a dream, so, as if what it would look like if we could have live Vaporwave someday. 
You got Telepath, 2814, HKE, Wazax, Vapor. This was in, he did this in 2018? Yeah. February 12th. So awesome, man. It's just funny to see how far we've come, you know. He's hosting a stream literally as I'm talking right now. All these performers. And just two years ago. Isn't that cool? That's really cool. The middle one, the the one that's uh, headlined by Telepath, is uh, yeah. It's like doesn't look man. too di- doesn't look too different than like what we'd see now. That's true. Groceries, DDS, R twenty three X, Cat Corp, yeah. Esprit. HKE is headlining two different days. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's really it's that's a cool. sign of a, a body line who's performing at the DMT show, um, which would have already happened by the time you guys listen to this. Hope everybody enjoyed that. And the video, I made a cool video for that. Um, worked really hard on it. It's very emotional. Hope everyone enjoyed. Uh, yeah, that was just a cool little thing I saw. I, I love diving through those old tweets and reading through the conversations people were having because it's all public. Mm. You can just go back and read old subreddit yeah. posts. I don't know. I, you know me, I love that. Internet digging. historian stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Internet yeah archaeology, I should say. Yeah. I think you can find the, um, the original post from mayor back in 2014 when I met him mm-hmm. and, um, we started doing Cerise records and, and franchise and future fuck stuff. Yeah. What what was crazy about Cerise, just going off a tangent, was um so Cerise was this little internet label started with Mare back in like 2014, 2015. But both me, Mare, uh Pop-Up, and Hiro Tadamatsu all came from Cerise. We were all part of that initial project. Oh shit. Kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to hear more from Hiro Tadamatsu. I haven't heard anything from him in a while. Yeah. All right, shall we dive into another song or Can uh, I, I don't yeah, I don't have do too much more news really. Um we put a new website up. You can check that out. It's pretty cool. We're also trying to track all these live shows online. So we have privatesuite.com fucking privatesuitemag.com slash events. And there's a calendar there as well as a listing. And we're still working out the kinks with it, but um you can keep track of all the upcoming shows that way. Also, shouts out to Pacific Plaza Records. Um, Alex made a very nice poster for all the upcoming shows, and I think that might be something ongoing that they're doing. So definitely give Pacific Plaza Records a follow on Twitter um, so you can check out their awesome posters as well. Um, ours is like interactive website style so there'll be you can click the link to go there and hopefully we'll be able to get the VODs up there too so you have a one stop shop to watch all of the past uh, Vaporwave live streaming events and what was I going to say before that oh yeah I was going to play a song play a song Uh, actually I got two songs so I found a song that's really sweet from 2010 that's like pretty vapor it doesn't it's not necessarily like in the vapor community, but it's, it sounds like it. And the, the visual aesthetic is pretty similar as well. Before Vaporwave was a thing, I don't know how many people... Say, yeah, uh, before, before 2010, it really couldn't have been Vaporwave because it, it 
yeah technically didn't exist at that yeah point. well like it was it was um skeleton had his music and then what's his name opn but uh mm-hmm. no one talks about this it's by lifelike and it's called so electric oh i love lifelike 100 nice yeah you you know all the good stuff man you would know i'm not surprised well, he, he's more he's more French house. He's worked with um, mm-hmm. he was on Vulture Records exactly. with Fred Falk as well. Yeah, there you go. Perfect guest to have on the show while bringing that up. Thank you. Um, so let me play. I want to play a bit of this song, "So Electric" by Lifelike, and uh, I'll link the music video in the description because everybody should check that out. It's super super aesthetic. Here we go.
very progressive track. It sort of changes as yeah. it goes. It gets more hype as it goes on. But yeah, definitely French House. Now that you say that, I totally picked up, pick up on that. Yeah, well, Lifelike, um, he had a, I think it was last year or the year before, he actually had a Kickstarter um, to do a full album because he's never actually done a full album, but the Kickstarter didn't go through, mm. um, didn't reach its mm. goal. Okay. I did give some money to it, um, but if people want to check him out, he he's done um, a lot of singles on Vulture Music, um, and he's done songs like Heatwave, Motion, Sequencer. There, he his stuff is mostly singles, but he makes some really good kind of synthwave, yeah, uh, sort of French house. Uh, Pacific Palisades as well is one of my faves. Okay, yeah, synthy French house. That's mm-hmm. with a pepper of vapor like the video that uh i don't yeah. know if you guys watched it while i was playing that but that it's the rainbow <laughs> lines the, yeah. the going to v like that is just like angel you know from uh opn at uh, the video and um that song actually came out in 2007 not 2010 why super long journey yeah <laughs> and it's almost a seven minute song so check her out all right. Um, we played a lot of music on this show. I don't really want to just mm-hmm. exhaust people with just <laughs> playing music the whole time, but that's all I really have left. Yeah. Did you have any more um, questions, or was that kind of? Well, let's 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 ask you a few more questions. Let's let's get into that here. Um, let's talk about the sample process on this record. You said some of the um, albums were non-sampled at all. Um, um yeah just the just the one track with uh oh okay uh unibeat has no samples mm-hmm. but the, the sampling process usually um a lot of the samples come from my buddy kujo so he is my sample yeah, dealer yeah. he finds <laughs> i hope they use that term sample dealer yeah twice <laughs> i mean is a dealer he, he doesn't charge he's me he's gotta put it I on know, his I linkedin know. resume yeah but he has he has a crazy method um which allows him to find really good stuff i call it the cujo method because it's actually so good um but basically he goes on youtube and then um he so he he does the usual search for like i don't know 80s funk samples or whatever mm-hmm. and then how you do it versus the recommended it's, it's always good to do sample hunting on a fresh account so that the youtube algorithm can like recommend mm-hmm. obs- more obscure stuff so he does yeah, it doesn't know what you like yet. He finds an initial channel. He goes to the videos that that channel's uploaded. He looks at recommendeds from the algorithm and then goes to the channels that upload those videos. And it mm-hmm. creates this kind of tree thing where the further and further you do this, the less and less views the videos have and the more obscure the channels you find. And the method yeah. is actually really good for finding samples. So if, if people want to use that, I call it the That's the method. only... That's amazing because these days, good. searching for shit on YouTube sucks. Yeah, it's like, always best to do it with a fresh account. If you don't have a fresh account, it'll just recommend you like fun tonight again. <laughs> the top yeah. of the recommends or a plastic <laughs> love or something. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Wow. So every time he, he he sets up a fresh account every time he goes to look for samples. Um, not every time, or... but he has he has a separate account for sample searching. Just sample, yeah. sample so he, foraging. He just those uh, recommendations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, shout out to Kujo. Cool. Um, hopefully, he's okay with his secret r- reveal. 
yeah i mean he's not he's not super protective about his stuff and yeah. i think he um a lot of the whips and stuff uh the work in progress he he sends me uh, we we back and forth a lot of stuff and that's why we collab a lot he's he's like my ghost uh producer for a lot of elements and songs but um he mm. makes a lot of good stuff himself but he 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 never uploads a lot of stuff um he goes by miss california on soundcloud and um he's uh, uploaded other songs under the name of saint vertigo um but when he when he uploads stuff um i'll let everyone know because he's really good but he doesn't upload stuff so <laughs> true um would you know his twitter tag like can we follow uh, him somewhere or something yes it's i'll grab it now uh yeah link it in the channel there at if you don't mind. stuff he does 3d modeling as well he's gonna oh cool he's gonna be doing some of the 3d models and art for my my game project hopefully ah um, nice so he's done some concept awesome. art and stuff like that but yeah super creative guy and super super good to have in the scene we will link it in the description if anyone wants to check him out and give him a follow. I'm sure he'd appreciate it. Okay, I've got yeah. another record here if we want to... Oh, wait, let me ask one more question. Sorry. This is a Melanade episode, not a music episode. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm doing some research right now for um, a, a video that I'm, I'm working on that looks into uh, sound fidelity and audiophile culture and how that kind of intersects with vaporwave and i guess by association future funk as well do you see um your work or just the work in future funk in general that uh it needs to have a certain quality level to it are you open to lo-fi sounds or um do you think i don't know like you know have you does does that play into your your work at all i guess yeah different, I mean, different levels of sound quality yeah as a, as a as a rule i try to export stuff in you know at least decent quality you know always mm -hmm. for of course for vinyl masters they request like wav you know at least 44 kilohertz if not higher mm -hmm. you know as as high a bit rate as you can um if people want to go down the route of using the lower quality stuff as like a a creative avenue then i'm all for that um but for, for me i just you know Highest quality possible is always mm -hmm. my my go to. Okay, because yeah, funny. I mean, you look at some of the the earlier stuff, and it and you you definitely has some some of that low lo fi yeah. not as much bass quality to it, and that stuff's that stuff's great. You know, it it serves its purpose. Um, but I I've seen at least recently a lot more stuff trends towards the much higher quality master and and. Yeah. Um, better sound fidelity stuff yeah because that was one of the problems with um again pat chennington did the video on split ep and the vinyl a mm -hmm. lot of the tracks um that had been exported back in the day they didn't have the projects for and so they only had like uh... mp3s so mm -hmm. they needed to go back and find all of this stuff and i think that's why people tend towards high quality and archiving mm -hmm. stuff now because Mm -hmm. back in the day people just exported mp3s and then just deleted stuff because we didn't think it'd be the scene would be so big <laughs> as it is but now since yeah. it is everyone's like right we're gonna keep this shit now we're gonna archive it you know all high quality and make sure we we, we have it going forward which is so yeah. good that was hmm. such a crazy story fiber actually told it on our uh podcast episode yeah um i think he is like a yeah just listen to the episode <laughs> <laughs> 
Mm. Yeah, it's funny how you can tell people to listen to Future Funk or Vaporwave. Like I did this girl at work. She asked me what I'm doing. I'm like, oh, I'm working on this film. It's Vaporwave. We just, you know, cr- crossed our milestone of a uh, hundred thousand Canadian dollars, and um, we're talking about you know filmmaking and whatever, and what Vaporwave is. And so she just searched it on Spotify, and I think she found some ambient stuff because she like, mm. just put a picture of a mushroom. And I was like, okay, all right. There's there's a lot of different kinds, though. The ambient <laughs> stuff is great. Maybe you found some telepath. I don't know. Then I showed her um, some Tupperwave, and uh, she was like, ooh. And I was like, yeah, that's the baby making music right there. <laughs> it's still Vaporwave. <laughs> and then you can have like even more um, separate, like, uh, sounds within that one sound, like yeah. the super tinny, yeah. thin sounding, mm-hmm. or that in your face blasting high quality and in between. Uh, so it's a really special thing. Like a lot of genres expect and require that polished product. And it's neat that Vaporwave has room for both and all variants. Yeah, for sure. I mean, in a, an interview I did with um, another artist that's releasing very soon, um, this kind of came up where at the time stuff was very, very, um, it, it lacked the bass. It did not have any of that kind of stuff. And then his work definitely had, um, it, it definitely incorporated that heavier, mm-hmm. heavier bass to it. And people kind of just trashed it at first because, oh, they were yeah. like, what is this? Like, no, no one, no one you know this that's that's not what vaporwave is it's not what anyone's doing um when in reality it's totally fine it's subjective it it doesn't Mm -hmm. discount it because of um any kind of fidelity issue or or any kind of just style it's just it's just another flavor i can't wait to hear that interview it sounds very exciting and i think it is people like that um that didn't um give in or cave to the people Mm -hmm. that were obsessing over, you know, like low fidelity mixtape culture. And uh, so we owe it to them to have brought us to the place we're at today. That's what, that's what pushes the genre forward. That's what drives innovations, people pushing the boundaries of, of what is acceptable or what's the status quo really. But, but still showing respect to the original. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can't wait for that. All right, let's play this song. It's a neat song. It was on the label Local Visions. Um, They actually just put out one of Studio Studios. Or wait, was it Studio Studio? No, it was the same artist, sorry, who did one of his records. They just put out a really nice record called Reality. Uh, You can check that out by Minori Yoshikawa and TOMC. I highly suggest that record. That's not the one I'm going to be playing, but uh, check out Local Visions. Great record, great label, and uh, you won't be disappointed. This record is by <laughs> it's by Olives. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> it doesn't have anything to do with Randy, the vaporwave Olives joke. These guys are a jazz group, sort of from Japan. We have. Jaws1991 and Jose Jaws. Oh, it's the same person. And Kowada on the mixing and mastering. And I think together they're uh, they're olives. 
in Japanese. And the songs are, there's two, and they're actually remixes or reimaginings of two classic city pop songs um, Bless Me and Something Summer, um, Naked Summer. So I'm going to play the first song, Bless Me, and then I want to play the just a quick uh, sample of the original, just so you can see the comparison between the two songs and how much work really goes into making this stuff sometimes. So here it is, Bless Me by Olives. <laughs> I'm gonna eat, I'm gonna 
All right. Very nice stuff, eh? Crazy yeah, soaps there. Sure. Crazy, crazy skills on those mofos right there. <laughs> like, uh, just blows me away even trying to like to dissect it while you're listening to it because there's so much new things that happen that take you by surprise that you don't have time to focus on the last cool thing you heard, you know? It definitely kind of evolves as you as it plays. Like, it's not... Yeah, you know, it's like progressive... Unpredictable future funk. Yeah. Anyway, so that was the uh, remix. Now let's play the original sampling source. Um, I don't know who it was by. Um, I don't think it says here in the description, but I really love this idea showing clearly the the differences, right? Whether it like forget about the conversation of copyright and whether it's wise to do this sort of thing. Um, but yeah, fucking really, really cool. So here is the second song.
What do you think? I'm I'm picturing a completely white room with like Memphis designs just kind of <laughs> standalone in the background and a guy wearing parachute pants and a flat top <laughs> kind of like dancing but the whole thing's recorded on like a VHS tape that was recorded off of TV so it's really low quality on like a 27 inch CRT TV. That's what that's that what I'm picturing. Specific. It's <laughs> amazing how how a song when we have no visual representation can take us to different places like me that was beachside in a corvette top down palm tree style i can Maybe see that's that what too. i'm really hoping for because uh we don't have that in canada <laughs> on the, we um, have some nice trees but on the note of sampling or well copyright you mentioned i was just gonna say um the sample list for the album as always will be up on my twitter because whenever i do a, a release i post the sample lists uh to go along with it oh nice any so thought into putting that in the Bandcamp description, like a link um, to it? or I think I I usually just post it on Twitter, or if people ask me, you know, what's the sample for this, I just I send them it. Um, mm-hmm. And I make sure to kind of make sure they're public. It's because, like, for, for, the, for the nine or so tracks uh, that are sampled on the album, it, they use, like, 17 or 18 different samples among them. So... Yeah. Um, it's quite a long list, but it'll be up on, on my Twitter and in public nice. spaces if people want to cool. figure that out. Awesome, and then um, find anyone, all those Cujo, Cujo gems. Yeah, and if anyone <laughs> wants some samples for the older stuff, they can just ask. I got a voice actor uh, for some tracks as well. So that was nice. super good. Interesting. Nice. Well, guys, yeah. um, I guess we'll wrap it up unless anyone has anything else. Mm, sounds good. No. I think that's about it for having me on again. I appreciate it. Chance you and thank you th- anytime. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for, for coming back on. And it was great to have this moment to explore the record in, in more detail. And yeah, I've, uh, I've still got my flights for Canada. Um, so <laughs> hopefully at some point I'll be there because <laughs> I need to yeah, use that yeah. flight. I still got my flight credit. Um, so I'll come and see mm-hmm. strawberry and you guys. Yeah, for sure. Nice. I've, and I've, I'll always have a bed for you if you're ever in the city. Wait, sounds great. Thank you. <laughs> Anytime. Pony? Yeah. I, I don't have anything. Um, do you want to uh, just throw out your plugs so people can find you if they want to, in case they don't know where to go? Yeah. Um, I'm on kind of everything. Let me grab. If you go to my SoundCloud, there's a, like a nice, uh, so soundcloud.com slash melon hyphen aid but there's a in the sidebar there's a nice kind of summary um i'm on twitter at melonade music um and i'm on spotify as well just search for melonade most of my stuff is either uh spotify and soundcloud i do have a youtube and other mm-hmm. stuff but that's mostly for mm-hmm. archival purposes um yeah, and yeah the new- the music they can they can get you on spotify and soundcloud uh yeah spotify and soundcloud are the main ones uh, and the new album is out in early august on business casual there's some tapes um, um once again feedback on the album is always good so if you have feedback however small please send me it um, and if you want vinyl please say because um people <laughs> need to kind of voice if they want that to happen but we'll see mm-hmm. so thank th- and again thank you for everyone who listens to my stuff it's kind of insane that um you know i even have the the following i do in future funk so thanks so much to everyone who listens to my stuff oh, yeah, i was just going through my um my band camp sorry no, no, I'm done. Great uh, stuff. I was just going through my, my Bandcamp uh, collection because I was scrolling down to um, 
uh, where that album is in there and it's it's like crazy i think it it says it appears in like 35 3500 collections yeah um, which is awesome yeah it's crazy i mean the the tapes and the actual digital release were on the front page of bandcamp for a time i think it was like one oh, of the wow. top selling bandcamp releases at the time um and of course it spread super far in the community so it's mm-hmm. it's just kind of insane the response it got so yeah nice awesome we'll keep it up i will do that that's one, your, that's one at, of the at your own pace when, when you're <laughs> yeah exactly we'll see what's in the future for melanade after this album yeah yeah and, and sure. good luck on your on your game and with your job and everything too eh yeah thanks very much I, I'll, I'll make a separate twitter um i know people aren't i mean people are into video games in the scene obviously so if you want to you want to follow the development of the game nice. uh, you can follow my other twitter it's not set up yet but I'll, it'll be around well let us know we'll put it in the description as well we'll do we'll do thanks man cool all right well uh everybody uh go to our website privatesweetmag.com check out our stuff we have some very cool content coming out pretty much every day of the week for the summer and then a new issue in september and also check out our youtube we have some videos up there and a voicemail please give us a call 412-44-VAPOR if you've got any criticism you want to give us a shout out you've got a request for a cool show idea Whatever what kind you of want. cheese you and like, snack preferences. <laughs> cheese, you got to tell please. us the cheese. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And we'll play it on the show. Yeah. Yeah, we, I, I think it'd be cool if we can do a, uh, a full voicemail episode like we, we've done in the past. It'd be cool if we can get enough to, to do that. So. Yeah. It's Give a lot us of a fun. call. Hit oh, the hotline. Buster. Hit the hotline. Get, get the button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, uh, the Waves show coming up in August. Big, Mark big it down. Show. Mark it down. We'll uh, we'll be releasing some more details about that over the coming weeks, right, Indy? Oh yeah, lots yeah. to come. New poster set list coming up. Uh, it's two. It's a two day event. It's it's gonna be wild, guys. Gonna be a hoot and a holler for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thanks, guys. This is fun. We'll talk to you soon, Ewan. Oh, yeah, for sure. Thanks again for having me on. And um, thanks, everyone. Cheers. Later, guys. Cheers. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Check out Melanade's new album on Business Casual coming out early August. Um, We've got some links in the description for songs we played and different things that we talked about. And just quickly here, I wanted to say just some big shout out to all the amazing people in vaporwave like so many incredibly devoted people in this community i've not seen it anywhere else in any other genre or musical space no one's getting paid for doing what they're doing here all these live shows free art posters it's crazy so i just wanted to take a second to shout out all the people that are taking time to help push artists forward whether it's organizing events creating visuals or just being a devoted fan and showing your true love for an artist that keeps people motivated. And I don't know, just such an awesome place to be. And um, I'm stoked to be here. All right, everybody, take care and we'll see you next time.
Satan's mighty ones in here. Just, just great music of the 80s and 90s. And when we say the 90s, this is what we make. Sunny, continued mild, a uh, little temperature change. Just basically have yourself a good time. 